The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Thursday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Café. A place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about we got a fantastic program in store for you. But for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we usually conclude each show by thanking everybody for choosing the Multimedia Cafe as part of their daily content. And I thought we'd start the show by doing that as well. So thank you very much, folks, for choosing us here at the Multimedia Cafe to be part of your daily content. I know there's a million places out there to get your content, and there's a million people out there doing it. So... Whether you're joining us on the radio or maybe you're downloading us as a podcast via iTunes and some of the other podcast platforms, or maybe you're streaming us on the internet, either through the radio station's website or another website. We appreciate that very much because there's so many different places. You know, honestly, the way we look at the media here at the Crude Life and the uh, Multimedia Cafe, because the Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network, so... The way we look at it is there's basically two medias now. You've got what we're doing right now, which is live. So those of you folks listening to me, we're experiencing an event together. So we have a live experience. And then after that is the rest of the media. So there's two medias, what's live and everything after that. So the way that I look at it is this interview right now, okay, with myself, this monologue, I guess is what it would be called, introduction as well. So... This is just you and me. We're experiencing this and a few other people, you know, the people listening on the radio and the people streaming it live on the Internet. Now, those of us were all experiencing the same exact experience at the same time. Now, after we're done with this live experience, this one of a kind live experience. Now, imagine this is a Super Bowl. So instead of, you know, being on some radio stations, we're on millions of television stations and radio stations and that sort of thing. So same kind of concept, but I'm trying to bring it down to the microscope level of our program compared to the Super Bowl. So after the event is done, whether it's this monologue interview or whether it's the Super Bowl, that's one media. Now, all the other media afterwards, that's the other media. So there's two medias, the live event and then everything afterwards. So after the live event's done, you can access that content, okay, whether it's this interview or the Super Bowl or last night's, you know, Wyoming uh, baseball scores, whatever it might be, University of Wyoming, whatever it might be that there's a million ways to get your content after the live experience is done. So, that's why, you know, we, we have all of our social media pages. You know, we've got 350,000 followers, but we have, I don't know, eight, 10 pages because you got to be on YouTube and you got to be on Twitters and you got to be on the Facebooks and you got to do all these different things. And for crying out loud, it's, it's so, it, I mean, there's social media managers. I mean, I'm not talking marketing managers. I'm not talking anybody 
who has any responsibility outside of just posting stuff on social media. That is a full-time job. So essentially what they are is traffic coordinator. They coordinate traffic to social media. I mean, in, the ra- in radio, you do with ads. I mean, you got so many ads coming in is that you got you to gotta actually have somebody called traffic. And, and, and I believe there's in television as well. I believe they're called something else. But in print, absolutely, you got that as well. So it's just interesting how much the media has changed to where we have so many options now. What we do here at the Crude Life Media Network and the Multimedia Cafes, we just say there's two medias now. You got your live, your live experience, and everything else. And you know what that dawned on me? And I give this example all the time is when I was gassing up and lo and behold, in between the gas pumps was a video screen giving me news, giving me ads, giving me content. And it just seemed like Steve Harvey was directing the show on all of it. So I always say I got Steve Harvey giving me news. And I remember when I was in, I think, New York City one time, New York City. I was not eating salsa. Don't worry, folks, from the 80s who remember that outstanding commercial. New York City. Anyway, after uh, I remember there was a certain sports game I did not want to take a look at any of the scores of because I wanted to catch it later. I think it was DVR or something at the time. You know, you record it. Uh, I was walking out of a restaurant, and lo and behold, the taxi driving by. There's the sports score on the taxi. So I got my content from a taxi. I didn't even want that content from the taxi. I didn't ask them to give me the sports score. So it's, you know, there's crazy lawsuits where people will sue like billboards for like invading their space. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, I mean, and it's kind of that concept to where, hey, taxi, why, why you got to be given sports scores? Well, because they want attention. They want people to look at them. They want eyeballs like Rupert Murdoch, Yahoo, Fox News, you know, Fox Network, all that. He always said he was in the eyeball business. He just wanted eyeballs. He didn't care. I think he had access to like 75% of the planet's eyeballs at one time. So, okay, we have totally officially fallen off the rail on this introduction here at the Multimedia Cafe. So... Let's just go back to where we started in the beginning, because really that's how we always end up, and take a look at who we have on today's program. So thank you very much, folks, for joining us here at the Multimedia Cafe after our little morning lesson of there's only two medias left, the live and everything else. Uh, we're going to talk about today's program. Jasper Wade with Tools Are Us Online talks about safety and preventative uh, oil and gas equipment. Cites several products that assist oil and gas and how they make the site safer and more efficient. Wade also shares his views on social media. It's helped him. He's got a career. He's, dis- he's disabled and he's able to have a career in, uh, because of social media. He's done such a great job with uh, the sales and marketing side of things and using it as a distribution for information for his products that um, it's worked for a man who has a disability to where he has to work from home. So interesting conversation excellent conversation with jasper wade with tools are us dot online coming up in just a moment or two okay 
That's going to do it here for this little introduction, and let's get going on today's program. So coming up in just a bit, Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. and Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Media Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next, we talk with Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. Jasper Wade, Tools Are Us. Tools Are Us. Well, my guess is you're selling some tools, so let's talk about what the company does for a second. Well, uh, a bunch of us, you know, got together and know that there's a lot of new technologies that come out to the oil field, and we developed this company, and my, myself and a few friends of mine, 
so that we could bring new technologies to the oil field that offer the safety, efficiency, and optimization. Um, so we offer multiple tools and different software packages. Uh, you know, we have one software package that is probably the ultimate uh, rod simulator for horizontal and deviated wells. And uh, it's taken a while for them to market it. Uh, we like the, our, our best tool we like is our hydrolift. You know, but they're all tools that, you know, they really have very little competition in the market because they're just not, they're just new to be able to provide uh, a safer, more efficient atmosphere and culture for the companies using them. You know, you meant- so we always are looking for stuff. You, you mentioned uh, safety, and I'm a, I wrote that down, so I'm going to get back to that in just a second because obviously safety is a very big part of the oil field, but not only is it a big part, but there's a big push like nationally from a lot of different angles. So I know people are going to want to listen to that, but you also talked about software as a tool. I think a lot of people forget that because the oil and gas industry is such a tangible industry where you can actually see the big rigs and the hydraulic lifts and everything. A lot of people forget that the software is such a vital part and such a vital tool to the whole industry. So you guys do sell both the actual tangible, I can see the uh, big, you know, hydraulic lift. And But the, the other side is you guys do have software too? Yeah, you know, and in artificial lift, you know, the whole, the, for rod pump wells, you know, having a good software that can help you predict how your rods are going to work in the hole in different conditions is important. Um, there are a couple different companies that sell and lease some stuff, but they're extremely expensive. And many companies just can't afford to keep a lot of licenses. So they might get one or two licenses for a hundred engineers, say, and then they, everybody shares that one license, you know, and, you know, with this software, it's economical enough where that everybody could have their own license. They can all work at their own, you know, become more efficient with it, but then they are able to uh, manipulate in information in the well so they can see when things change, um, you know, or before they put in a stream, you know, and so... So that's where this software came up, and then we even have a, a new one for just drilling wells. A lot of them are just, you know, I've been three or four years in design, and a, a new uh, beta test, a new, a new new set of the rod string will be offered on uh, LinkedIn, you know, first of next week, 4th of July. 4th of July. Well, let's talk a little bit about safety. I want to talk about some of the, you know, the the broad brushes in just a moment. But, you know, you mentioned like the hydraulic uh, product earlier. Talk to me about how that product is making, say, things safer out there. So we'll combine those two together. And uh, with your experience, talk to me how it's making it safer. Well, you know, the the hydrolift in rod pumps wells, the key point is what is your spacing of your plunger in your pump. And no matter what your software or what people in the field might say, you know, it, it may always be, you know, five or six inches off one way or the other, or as the fluid, uh, 
makeup of the fluid changes, the buoyancy of your rods change, and it causes your rods now to tag the well, tag the pump, uh, which often is a bad thing because it can cause damage to the pump, et cetera. You know, and, and many companies will, you know, shut a well down and then they have to go and bring a, a rig back out on the, on the site to order to respace the pump, which is expensive. Uh, or they can have a crew go out and manhandle the, the rod string and physically uh, move it and turn the pumping unit off, use the pumping unit as a means to, to pull it up instead of the rig, and that's not necessarily a safe way to do it. It's not using the, the rig, the pumping unit for the right reason. You know, the hydrolift is a very simple one-man operation that he can set the hydrolift on a stuffing box and actually pick up 40,000 pounds. He can pick up the rod string and, and then have it actually placed exactly where it's needed so you get the optimization and efficiency, you know, with a, a certified tool. And from a safety standpoint, you know, people look at their safety cultures all the time. And uh, how you respace a rod string is normally something that, you know, most safety people go right over because there's just not a, a safe way to do it. And the hydrolift provides that safe way to do it. Uh, it keeps people out of harm's way, which I think is very important. Uh, it keeps them from having to touch electrical panels a lot of times in order to do the same function. Um, you know, you know. So whenever there's a new safe tool, it's important for companies to know that it's out there, uh, simply because there needs to be an alternative. You know, most of the larger companies are are buying are starting to buy the tool simply because they know that this allows them to optimize their wells more efficiently and quicker as well as safer than the way they've done it before. Uh, I know one company that would, you know, they would turn up well off if it was tagging and might wait, you know, 12 to 20 hours or two days before they can get a rig or a crew out to fix it. That could cost them 20 or $30,000 in revenue with that well being down if it was making you know, 50, 100, 200 barrels of fluid. Jasper Wade, Tools Are Us on the line with us. Uh, the Hydrolift, you mentioned that product, the one we were just talking about, but you mentioned um, you got together with a group of guys and kind of focused on an idea behind innovative and safe products. Uh, are there any other uh, innovative products that you might want to mention? Now we also have a, a liner hanger, which allows you to be able to uh, change over from one side of the casing to another, which is, that, that's a pretty cool tool. Uh, we also have been pr promoting a, a horizontal lift system for gas lift, you know, and gas lift is all the rage nowadays. Uh, but unfortunately, there are some drawbacks on gas lift as it has difficulties in slugging with surface equipment. And it can, can often not get you the drawdown or the, all the fluid that you want. Uh, this dual lift system allows you to be able to lift the gas from the lateral string into the horizontal, into the vertical string, uh, which is pretty significant. It's been 
patented uh, back in July. Mr. Jasper Wade, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a second. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online in just a moment. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thoughts on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. Which is pretty significant. It's been patented uh, back in July of 2010, so it's just something I think is as time has come because you know a lot of people will put gas left into a well for the first few eight months to a year of the life of the well and as the initial production goes down then they'll go and switch out well with this device they can actually stay in the well for years before they have to do anything different and then it offers a simple transition to rod pump you know and um, so, so that's another thing that we do um we're also, you know, looking at bringing on a new PCP pump, uh, which should be available probably in the second quarter, or the third quarter of this year. You know, I wrote down the word um, timing because the one thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, kind of what, what would be the one thing that would separate you from, you know, your, your competition, if you will. I mean, it's hard to say competition, oil and gas, because... At the end of the day, everybody wants to keep the momentum going so that it trickles down. Um, but you know, what, what, 
I was going to say, what, what would be the one thing? But then I started thinking a little bit, you know, I'm starting to think some of this is timing because when you're talking about innovation, there's that beginning period that it's kind of like, all right, you're only getting a small amount of people that are jumping on board, but then it seems more and more. And so it almost goes down to timing um, unless there's, you know, something else. But I mean, talk to me a little bit about kind of what separates you guys apart a little bit. I mean, I know it's innovative, but is there anything that, um, you know, just kind of goes above and beyond? Well, you know, I, I think the key word is always going to be efficiency. Uh, you know, in the in the oil industry, they've seen over the, the last few decades making more people able to do more jobs in an efficient manner uh, makes you more profitable. Be that efficiency through software, better design, uh, more accessibility of equipment. You know, are things like the hydrolift where that uh, a well can easily and efficiently be spaced properly uh, with very little risk uh, is important. You know, I mean, and, and 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 that's what a lot of companies miss out. You know, you, you can throw people at a project, or you can make the project efficient. You know, so. You know, I, I think making a project efficient is more important. You know, and then even then you get into, you know, even though there's an oil boom, what's going to happen is that there's a huge labor labor shortage, and so there'll be a big turnover constantly of employees. So you have to have products that provide simple use, which is what the hydrolift does, makes it easy for new employees or relatively uh, uh green employees as far as once they've been trained that they don't have to have a large amount of experience and operating multiple phases of equipment so they can still do the job and they don't have to worry about being hurt so efficiency i think is important yeah i agree with that efficiency uh is is a big part of it as well um let's go back to safety for a second jasper wade tools are us online with us here uh, the safety I want to talk to you about is more of the kind of the seems like it's happening, you know, industry wide because we have so much innovation and technology going on. Well, it's making the, you know, the offices and the computers and the tracking more efficient. So it seems like the regulations and the safety either is, you know, ramped up faster than I think people have expected or it's becoming more precision. But um, talk to me a little bit about that, you know, that that kind of that safety that's happening right now that big push towards safety which everybody's fine with but it, I, I do believe it's happening very fast but it sounds to me like your products are keeping in line with that and are allowing you know um to be a solution for that um rising momentum we'll call it well for example you know with the hydrolift you know i mean if, if you're running a safe company the first thing that the that an operator has to do when he's going to respace a well is he's got to complete a JSA, a job safety analysis. And then that JSA, if he's doing it with some other method besides the hydrolift, it probably entails 25 to 35 steps that he physically has to write down and write out on the JSA of stopping the pumping unit, turning it on, turning it off, restarting, respace, you know. Whereas with the, the hydrolift, it's seven or eight steps. 
Yeah, so efficiency and even just the matter of the safety form, you know, and 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 it, companies that have are working on their safety culture, completing a JSA accurately is just as important as completing it poorly. You know, and the whole point of a JSA is communicating what steps are going to happen on this job. And so the better and easier it is for an employee to fill out a JSA, the more accurately he's going to fill it out. You know, because I don't know if you've ever been on a well site, but if you're on a well site, you know, normally the JSA is what often gets just skipped over and people will skip steps. They won't fill it out properly because they just don't think it's a waste of time. But that JSA is there to save their life. You know, and so using for tools like the Hydrolift that are simple and easy to use, uh, and it makes it very simple to fill out the JSA a couple of, you know, I think that's important, and that makes it easier for the employees to realize, well, hey, this is a tool that not only will it make my job easier, make the company more profitable because, you know, we're optimizing as well, you know, but then I can also complete the safety requirements easily, and they're not going to, you know, I'm not going to skip over anything, you know, and uh, I, I think that all blends into it. So now you have a safe tool that can cause efficiency not only in how it's used, you know, but how you fill out the safety form because there's just less less steps in it. You certainly said it better than how I worded the question. I mean, it just, but the way you said it was right. All the steps that need to be taken. And then when you start talking about thing and, you know, the, the, the speed of just the automation and everything, it's, it does seem like it is happening faster. And now, now I kind of know a little bit more why. So uh, I wanted to ask you one more, maybe two more questions before we wrap up here. Uh, social media and sales. Um, that's another area of the business that's changed quite a bit is, um, you know, the whole, the whole sales side of things, you know, um, you know, a big part of your business is online sales and that sort of thing. So talk to me about how much social media has, um, impacted your day-to-day life, I guess. Well, you know, I, I have cerebral palsy and I'm, I'm able to do many things online and on social media where I can't necessarily be walking door to door to uh, sell a product. Uh, it allows us through items like LinkedIn to uh, put our product very easily and succinctly out to the to the market. Uh, we try to market directly to the specific people that we think have, have need for the product and I think it works very well. Uh, we get a very good response through social media, I think. Mr. Jasper Wade, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back, we'll continue the conversation with Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Yeah, we're singing it like they did in the good old days because we're back to the way.
historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe. Coming up next, we conclude our conversation with Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. Uh, we get a uh, very good response through social media. I think uh, LinkedIn for the professional has uh, helped them dramatically. Uh, it's changed the way people sell, I believe, simply because cold calling and dropping in on people doesn't really work very well in the oil field. Uh, There's too many gatekeepers or they don't have gatekeepers at all in their automation. They eliminated receptionists and secretaries for the automated attendant on the telephone system. So uh, we find reaching out through social media and showing our new products and uh, showing different ways it can use have been very, very uh, good for us. Uh, uh, networks um, are, you know, that's the key of getting any product to the market is the more people talk about it in a company, the more likelihood it is for someone to champion that product and, and decide to go, go forward with it. So how about like your website, um, toolsareus.online. By the way, Jasper Wade toolsareus.online is who we're speaking with. Um, talk to me about your website. Is it is it a catalog? Is it a, a e-commerce site where people can, you know, make purchases or can they order them? Just uh, what get, get, give us the uh, linguistical our, experience, if you would. Our, our satellite is our uh, website is, is is something that's still in a growth media. I mean. Uh, it's not e-commerce site. Uh, we, we still want interaction with the salesperson talking to the, the end user uh, to verify exactly what they really want. Um, some e-commerce sites, I think, you know, you know our, our, our products have customization points as far as different options that people can get. And so we'd rather speak to the customer about stuff. Uh, uh, looks like in... July, we'll launch another new site that's uh, indicative of some of the, of the new products we have so that people can actually see how they use them. Uh, we use uh, our main tool of uh, exploration. Our, our exposure is through YouTube videos so that a, a customer can see on a video uh, actually what the product does. Uh, I think it works out pretty well. Uh, the tools are us dot online name uh, was generated you know 
mainly because that's what we are. We sell tools when we are online. Uh, and so that was an in, in, interesting domain that was available and seems like it's worked out well for us. It does describe what we do. We sell tools and we're online. Any final thoughts? Uh, anything that we want to reiterate? Um, anything we forgot to mention? Just what do you want people to walk away from uh, remembering this, our interview here? Well, just, just that safety is important. You know, and new technologies are coming out here all, all the time that offer you uh, ways to be safer. Uh, and I think the key is always, you know, safer and optimization. You know, if you can keep, get those two words in the same sentence, then the product's probably pretty good. And that's what we offer with things like the Hydrolift. You know, it gives your company a safer way to do a, a method people have been doing for decades, uh, but it allows you to optimize well and increase profitability at the same time. Uh, it doesn't take more effort to be safe. You know, if, if you go out to a lot of wells, in order for the guy to be safe, he's got to do a whole lot more than he had if he didn't do it. And so with the Hydrolift, you do a whole lot less, and you're safer, and you're more efficient. And that was Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links are available at thecrudelife.com or even on the YouTubes. That's right, thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab, and that should bring you up to our social media pages. 350,000 social media followers we have here at the Crude Life Media Network, and we'd love for you to be one of them. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Jasper Wade from ToolsRUs.online for joining us here today. And we're going to be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. Thank you very much for tuning in on the radio. Maybe you're listening to us online, or maybe you've downloaded one of our podcasts on iTunes or one of the other many locations that you can get the Multimedia Cafe podcast app. From the staff of the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.
Zurich, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 